when we remember that this power to love is a gift that we can best give others by first giving it to ourselves, we will feel our strongest and most inspired from within. This will help us overcome the common trap of seeking love in all the wrong places, like from abusive partners, addictive behaviors, and escapism into work, food, or other sources of achievement or satisfaction. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott. This is episode 108, Awakening the Inner Goddess Within and Claim Victory Over the Narcissist with Ananta Ajmara. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learned that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. I salute the Divine Mother who brings total auspiciousness and who fulfills the desire for liberation. Realization arises with her blessing. She is the world itself. Only through the experiences of life can the soul be perfected. Honor this gift, your life. Bow to Mother Nature. Durga Saptashati, Chapter 11. Today we have the author of The Way of the Goddess, Daily Rituals to Awaken Your Inner Warrior and Discover Your True Self, Ananta Ripa Ashmira. She is such a blessing, and I was just recently interviewed on her podcast, so I'll let you know when that airs as well. She is an award-winning author, spiritual teacher, and co-founder and CEO of The Ancient Way, an organization that supports you to embody ancient wisdom in a way that unfolds your true self. The Ancient Way offers a spiritual warrior certification program, Ayurveda wellness ambassador program, and spiritual wellness retreats. Ananta is also advisor of Ayurveda at The Well, a modern wellness club where she writes articles, offers workshops, and works with a team of integrative medical practitioners. The author of the book I just read, The Way of the Goddess, uh, it's a Penguin Random House book. She published it in September 2022. And The Ayurveda Way is her other book, Story Publishing, in 2017. She lives in Southern Florida, and we had such a beautiful conversation about how the inner goddess within us can unearth and ignite an inner warrior and all these different daily practices 
that are in her book and spiritual practices, I really truly loved every single one that I practiced and did and read through. They're amazing. And truly, this is the way out of the trauma from the narcissist. This is the way out of the relationship and realizing that you deserve better. Realizing that you can have victory over the dark, victory over the narcissist. And that doesn't mean winning an argument because you can never win with the dark by engaging with the dark. You win by shining a light. And so this book and our conversation and so many other tools, my healing exercises in my book, as well as the workshops and masterclass, that's what it's all teaching you, is that you have this powerful goddess within you, this powerful energy, divine feminine and masculine, no matter what sex you identify with, you truly have the power. So we talked about expressing yourself with your sound and silence, including practices that liberate the power of your voice. We talked about the art of loving your true self. We also talked about defining and maintaining healthy boundaries, including practices to cultivate your trust in your own intuition and so much more. So really igniting the fire of transformation through the ancient goddess was really what we loved to talk about in this conversation. I loved hearing from her because I truly believe that myself. And so I know you are going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation. Thank you so much, Ananta. I'm so excited and pleased to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the wonderful work you're doing. Thank you. I, we're going to be talking today about letting the goddess heal your trauma from narcissistic abuse. And I can't wait to get into that, but um, I wanted to share with everyone your book, The Way of the Goddess. Make sure that you grab that. The link is in the show notes. It's beautiful. Uh, we were talking about pre, pre-recording and it's, I was just like studying the pictures that are in the book of all the different stages of the goddess Dharma, correct? goddess what is Durga which one Durga yes Durga yeah so goddess Durga has all these different stages and yeah they're just beautiful and just you could just gaze and meditate on them you know in some quiet time yeah absolutely it felt really important to me to find the right illustrator to bring out that essence of what they are and to try to also modernize their appearance because sometimes they look quite mythological and more like fairies than like actual people. So I was really, really grateful and fortunate to work with a young woman from London who is a Indian, British Indian uh, background person to get the right kind of combination of things. And I am so grateful to her for the amazing, amazing job she did on the illustrations. I also love to gaze at them. I feel that there is a lot to be gain just from looking at them yeah they're beautiful yeah it's true so before we dive into so many of these topics that I really am going to just want to dive into like every single chapter I'm like oh my gosh we could talk about this and I've highlighted so much in your book (laughs) but um before we even start with all that I really wanted to learn a little bit more about you and what brought you and I know your book shares a little bit but give us as listeners a synopsis of what brought you on this journey and, you know, to this work of writing about healing from trauma and really tuning into your inner goddess? Well, what brought me to this work of healing from inner trauma was, of course, my own trauma and needing to heal that. I think it always begins right there. And then I had looked from age, gosh, 12 or 13 onwards, all over the place for solutions to my problems. I always felt that I can do it, you know, like I can take charge of my situation and make changes in my life, but I need the know-how, I need the information, I need the knowledge, I need the guidance to be able to do it. But I always had the belief that it is possible. And I feel that that's really important for the healing journey, for us to believe, first of all, that it's even possible. So with that belief, I went and searched in a lot of places for help on my healing journey. I went to 
yoga classes. I went to online forums. I spoke to a talk therapist. I tried different kinds of diets out. I talked to a talk therapist. I, uh, you know, went to yoga then and I felt like I was getting somewhere finally. This was once I got to college. So this mm -hmm. took years, right, of just going on the self-help forums for eating disorder recovery and then feeling more traumatized after reading the kind of posts that people were writing on there. And then, <laughs> you know, the talk therapy was good, but it didn't help me with my digestion. So I'm like, there has to be something holistic, right, that puts all mm -hmm. of these things together that really helps us body, mind and soul. And I wasn't content to settle for anything less than that. So when I got to yoga, I started to definitely feel better physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And that led me to discover Ayurveda, which is the sister mm -hmm. science of yoga and the world's oldest system of holistic healing. And I also started to reconnect with my roots at that time. I went back to India, where a lot of our relatives live and still lived at the time and still live. And I hadn't been to India for all my teenage years. So it wasn't until I turned 19 and almost finished my teenage years that I went back to India and was interested to learn about social entrepreneurship and how can I use my skills in business training that I was doing at the NYU undergraduate business school to really impart significant social change. I always felt called mm. to be of service and to live a life of service in some way. Only I didn't really know what that meant or how to do it. But I do mm -hmm. remember sitting in our college retreat to kick off the social entrepreneurship program I was a part of in school and how they defined social entrepreneurship as creating pattern-breaking change in a sustainable way and being able to scale that in the world. And I turned that definition of social entrepreneurship inside out and asked myself, how can I create pattern-breaking change in my own life and then scale in a sustainable way, right, and be able to maintain it? And then once I get it and I'm able to sustain it myself, then how can I scale what I have experienced and how I have healed to benefit and reach more and more people? So I had no idea that yoga would then lead me to Ayurveda, which would then lead me back to my childhood of growing up celebrating the divine warrior mother goddess Durga, but somehow it did. And I found myself in India where I met a young girl named Lakshmi. And Lakshmi is named after the most widely worshipped Hindu goddess of wealth who everyone has in their shops in India to help with their <laughs> business success and prosperity. And mm -hmm. it just struck me so much that here was this young girl who had gone through a lot of abuse in her community and was sent to the Gandhi Ashram to have a better life, to be able to get educated, to empower herself, to come out of her circumstances. And here she was, named after this goddess. And I couldn't help but think, why couldn't we all find that goddess within each of us, no matter what kind of difficulty or what kind of trauma or abuse we've gone through? I saw a lot of myself in that young girl. And so I just wondered what if we could actually do this, right? And there has to be something more to this whole goddess tradition than I would have ever even known as a child who was dressed up as goddesses for a goddess lookalike competition that I was a part of when I was a kid. It was more of a fun thing when I was in childhood. We would celebrate the goddess festival with Lookalike competitions, dancing, music, food, yeah. festivals, and parties. Mm -hmm. But I felt intuitively that there has to be something more to this. And it, I made it my mission to find out what it was. And once I did, it truly put body, mind, soul healing together for me in such an incredible mythological archetypal way that it's just never been looking back since then. Big, exciting things are happening over here in the Raven Scott Show. I can now call studio. I feel like this has been a, a long journey since, gosh, I don't know, 2017, maybe 18, where I wanted to 
have some type of facility to help heal and to build community and to foster just support for empaths and survivors of toxic people, horrendous things, emotional abuse and all the sorts. And this is pretty cool to have come full circle, not even knowing how this was all going to transpire. Started my podcast having no idea what I was doing or who I was talking to or what I was going to do. And it all came full circle. I feel like with this additional exciting masterclass that I have just created, there are now three resources in this virtual studio of Raven Scott show that I have to offer to you. It's just so exciting and such a blessing. And it has all come out of responding to certain callings I've had and just to like do it right? And to provide. So I have to just ask you, empath, are you feeling overwhelmed with the energy currently or maybe stressed out from this craziness going on lately in the world, maybe in your lives personally, in your emotions, and it feels like the world is crumbling down around you. There's a lot of chaos going on worldwide. So I can understand that. And I've been able to provide a a capsule and a safe space in this masterclass, as well as with my How to Leave the Narcissist workshop and the free workshop, How to Draw Powerful Boundaries. It all is in this space of loving, of calmness, and of peace. So the beautiful story that I share, and I just wrote a book literally just boom poof, came in within the last two days um that's why I was fe- I felt like the feverish cat typing on her computer like that cat gif and I just couldn't stop it just kept coming and coming I wrote a, the story about Anana, the goddess of heaven and earth the beginning of this book I wrote which I call feel it to heal it which as you know if you've been listening devoutly to the podcast that has been coming up over and over. So I took that as a sign from the universe to name my next book that. And so hopefully it all checks out for copyright, but I do have my subtitle to cover my copyright issues. But um, it is this story I start the book out with. And in the masterclass, you receive this book now inside the masterclass as an ebook version. And I will get it up on Amazon soon so you can have it in paperback and I will record it and have it by let's say no later than March on Audible just so that you guys know what is in the pipeline what's coming up and what to look forward to this story about Anana. she's a goddess of heaven and earth descending into the underworld and it reminds me that it is time to strip our egos away the toxic egos that aren't serving us anymore important to keep those egos that do protect you but the ones who are defensive the ones who are judgmental the ego that is always self-condescending and self-deprecating wake up out of the matrix and below this popsicle stand with our authentic self and after you have descended down into the depths as Anana did in the story I share you can now rise up and embrace your authentic soul self in this avatar body you are strong wise and powerful and nothing can stop you from shining your unique light out into the world this is the goal of the soul alignment masterclass that I've just created and I'm hosting it with Magic Kathy, DNA activator and astrologer. In this masterclass, you will receive the two horoscopes, the one you've heard on the podcast, and then the exclusive episode about the rest of 2023 and its entirety and the the energies that are coming to be about. And in addition to that, I've created a workbook with the written book (laughs) that I wrote to guide you through your descent into shadow work. You will feel at peace and grounded into your soul with guided aura protection awareness and a guided grounding meditation. So this masterclass is sort of like a spiritual class. You're receiving the required materials within the class, the book, the workbook, and then you're receiving the guided uh, audio teachings from Magic Kathy and myself guiding you through all these different meditations 
It will transform your negative patterns or experiences into alchemy and gold by activating your DNA and connecting your soul to your body here on earth. This masterclass also includes four bonus spiritual activations valued at over $888. The number one bonus is I've provided an EFT tapping with breath work and a mini Reiki healing session and an aura activation session. So there's four just all right there and the one bonus to dissolve the discomfort, to ease the anxiety and to connect and heal your emotions out of your body and to connect your soul. Bonus number two is your DNA activation to shift into a new identity. The choosing is yours. Bonus number three, the cheat, the cheat code for the mirror verse from by Magic Kathy. Bonus number two and three, the DNA activation and the cheat code. They're both coming from a bonus from Magic Kathy. She's hosted these to learn how to view the world through your soul's lens outside the matrix. And bonus number four is just in time for Christmas. I have finally published this beautiful tradition I love to do. It's called 12 Days of the Zodiac to improve your relationship with each sign and meditate on the artistic symbolism of each zodiac. Such a beautiful way to spend the holidays. So that's all included. It'll be like a, a event that I'll be hosting within the masterclass. Uh, uploading different blogs each day and then we can have a discussion in the comments on the blog and really go from there so in this workshop additionally you will receive the book like i said feel it to heal it inanna's descent into the world shadow work for healing and a soul alignment this is going to help you integrate during your spiritual awakening you're going to gain immediate spiritual support during these intense energy times and gain bravery as Anana did through feeling it. And I will guide you through that to heal it. The 2022 and all the way through December 2023 astrology horoscope because the cosmos are activating and giving you the opportunity to reassess what you value, to level up and own your authentic self. Supportive healing exercises are included in this masterclass, meditations and rituals to guide you and to do as a daily discipline and practice to take responsibility, to look in the mirror of you and your face here on this earth and your body, as well as looking into the mirror of your soul and make small changes to love, small changes to be braver and stronger and authentic and to level up. Release your old mistakes. They are gone. Shift into your power to change your patterns and don't make the old mistakes anymore. You have been there, done that. And allow Magic Kathy and I to guide you into your divine feminine descent so your comeback is 100% less talking and much more action. The more you practice the powerful exercises and activations in the masterclass, you will just keep evolving and elevating and leveling up into your lessons that will then become blessings. You will live authentically on another level. No one will recognize you anymore in a good way. And your soul will be alive, aligned and integrated into this 3D body. Nothing can stop you now. You can have it all. So claim your seat in this masterclass before the chaos of the energy hits. Claim it now for just $222 at www.ravenscott.show forward slash soul alignment masterclass LP. And you can find that in the link in the show notes. I have really really benefited so tremendously from this tradition that I felt why stop at celebrating this once a year if I can make every day a celebration of the divine feminine in myself and others and that was really the basis from which this book was then birthed oh my gosh it's so amazing and beautiful and I love that concept of 
yes, like we celebrate so many different holidays are just like, let's do it once a year to remind everyone because we get so like caught up in life and busyness and all of the different things that really are clouding us from our spiritual journey and taking this nine day celebration and having it on a rotational basis of like every day you go through the, the spiritual practices of that. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful cycle. I think there's something to be said about cycles. I was just thinking last night, like the trees fall off, the leaves fall off the tree in a cycle every season, every fall season to preserve and root the tree firm so it doesn't die through the snow. And, you know, petals fall off so that new ones can be, you know, emerged from the ground. And all of these things, you know, just are cyclical and natural, you know, and the goddess and even just our female cycles, it's all natural. And so much of this modern world has pretty much just like quieted that down or put a veil over it or, or ignored it or given us chemicals to stop it or whatever, you know, like, you know, all these evergreen trees and things that they want to, to plant versus the actual trees that are showing us these cycles. So I think it's beautiful. I think it's something that we need to embrace more and, and more and um, get rid of this toxic, like, always achieving, always striving, and don't ever rest. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's so much a celebration of the cycles. And even the dance itself that I opened the book with remembering is a dance in a circle. And that circle is symbolic of the whole multiplicity and regeneration and cyclical nature of life, and especially mm -hmm. of the capacity to reproduce, to recreate, to transform, right? Which is so beautifully represented in the reproductive ability of women, but it's not limited to that. I really believe that we all have that spark of the divine feminine within us, which is the power to give birth to a new reality, to rebirth ourselves from the darkness and from that mud from which the lotus and the purity of the lotus flower emerges. So I love that you connected with that cyclical aspect of it because it definitely is very much a cyclical process. We go through one cycle of Navratri and then it's time to start another one and then another one and it just goes on and on infinitely. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I really remember getting struck hard. I don't know if it's Navratri or... I don't know how to say it, Shalpuri. Shailaputri, uh-huh. Shailaputri, uh, where she went into the fire and transmuted herself. That I don't know which, if it was the first day or the second day, but... First day, yeah. First day, okay, it was the first day. Yeah, but I guess that because, because it was the first day, it was so shocking. It was like, already? Like, she's transmuting? It's just <laughs> the first day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really am drawn to fire and transmutation, and it really being that beautiful uh, capability of change and transformation. And that's what we're all trying to do, especially exiting these toxic people. And because our cycles that we want to ignore, that we want to suppress, that are from childhood trauma, that we hide because it's too painful to admit, those cycles are keeping us in these toxic links, you know, and cords, energetic cords with these narcissists. So um, do you feel safe to share your story with the narcissist? I know you had mentioned you had experience with one. I've had experiences with more than one, so I'm Many. happy to generally yeah. share my experiences. I feel, you know, honestly, Raven, I feel it's so common for true spiritual seekers who are compassionate beings to feel drawn to spirituality because we're drawn to that oneness of being right and really being that connecting with that celebrating that and supporting that in other people and seeing mm -hmm. ourselves in each being that is the essence of empathy right we we feel that we can put ourselves in another's shoes and whenever we're able to do that we are connecting with our light and the light of our own soul and so in my experience, the more I have done that, the more I have attracted people who are hungry for light, 
but feel that they have to devour the light in order to get it instead of, you know, <laughs> working for it through spiritual practices and, you know, in a more kind of spiritual discipline sort of way, right? right. Which is hard for me to understand. It's kind of a constant re-education of how this pattern works, you know, of, of growing my light and then attracting more people who want to devour that light. And I have to keep remembering along the way that it's really important to not only be a compassionate and empathetic being on the spiritual path, but also to be a warrior. I feel mm. that this has been the game changer for me. I grew up in a religion, actually, that is called Jainism, which is about nonviolence and compassion to an extreme extent, where Jain monks will not wear shoes. They will also keep their mouths covered so that they don't disturb any insects as they're walking. So I really grew up with this very radical sense of nonviolence and how I could be harming people at all these different levels, even bugs, right? So yeah. I, you know, feel that it definitely influenced good seeds of empathy to grow, but they were growing unprotected. And so mm -hmm. what I have realized and learned on the spiritual path is that we have to be like the warrior mother goddess. And it's such a cool mm -hmm. juxtaposition of intensity and fierceness with the softness and compassion and it's an intensity and fierceness and boundaries and protection that are supporting goodness, that are supporting empathy, that are supporting the greatest good of all. And so these illustrations, I feel, are especially so powerful because each of them shows one avatar of this warrior mother goddess armed with different weapons. And for empaths to look at this and really you know, when I looked at it and re-looked at it after having gone through the narcissistic abuse and attacks in all different ways in my life, I realized, wow, these are my role models here. I need to be like this now. There is no more just being nice and allowing whatever happens to happen. Now, if I want to continue on on this path, if I want to survive and even thrive, then I have to be a warrior also. I have to be yeah. a spiritual warrior. And so even just looking at these images has really been so personally transformational. And it's really helped me to feel that I can, you know, face anybody now in life. But when I know that it's up to me to protect my reality and to always discern is something true or not is this you know a projection or is this reality then i'm going to be a lot more empowered in the face of people gaslighting me and trying to cause me to question my reality and i still have that happening even today i have situations of people trying to devour my light right they actually <laughs> want the light but yeah. they don't realize that by stopping me in my tracks and trying to sabotage me in some way that that they're not going to get the light out of doing that, you know? So, <laughs> so in order to even, the compassionate part of me wants to even help such people, right? That like, yeah. if only they could see the light. But then I'm like, the only way to help such people see the light is to protect the light. So it's just more and more now reinforcement and reminder to me that I wrote this book and I'm going to be reading my book too. And I'm going to be re referring to it and re-educating myself and reminding myself. And then now I've done it so much that even very recently I was given a whole lot of gaslighting and a whole lot of uh, manipulation and threats and different things. And I just felt, you know, I've written this book and now I feel the benefit of this book because I feel connected to my own soul's power now even in the face of other people coming and questioning me on all levels and insulting me on all levels I just feel that I know who I am now with the help of this goddess tradition that I know who I am and if I know who I am then no matter what anybody says I'm gonna first of all look at it and ask is it true 
Because if there's anything true in something someone is saying, then it's always been a great catalyst for me, for my own personal evolution and transformation. But we have to look with careful discernment because a lot of times as empaths, we just assume that because someone as a narcissist said it, they are so convinced and they're so confident that they must be right. And that's where the discernment is a muscle that we have to build. And we build it by constantly questioning everything and asking, is it true? Is it really true? And, you know, really looking into it. And when I'm able to do that, now I know myself and I have really practiced owning my own reality so much that when people come with things that are not true, I can easily be able to validate what is true and to see why is this even happening, right? And to understand that whatever someone is saying, generally speaking, is just a projection of their reality, then this is just an opportunity to learn about them rather than to internalize any lies or gaslighting statements about myself. And that is a mm -hmm. real hard, long practice and battle. And <laughs> I have really benefited from all the things I wrote about doing in my book. And I'm yeah. continuing to have to keep to doing them and to keep on deepening into them. And I feel that that's mm -hmm. the benefit of writing with an intention to live by the message and to live by the words, because the universe is always testing us. And as we go on the spiritual path, I feel narcissists will always test us because they're the ones who are so in need of the light and they're looking for the light. But mm -hmm. we can't just be doormats anymore. I can't allow people now to just have whatever they want and give and give and give until I'm depleted and run down. Now I know and I understand and I have embodied that I need to protect what is true. First of all, to see what is true, to ask the question. To not take it for granted anymore that if someone says it, it must be true. It has to be looked at. It has yeah. to be examined. It has to be, you know, understood. Where did it come from? Why is it there? And then when we understand it, then it becomes something else altogether. It, it can even become a source of entertainment and fun and laughter. Yeah. And I find myself laughing now when I get such things. I'm like, wow, thank you for today's entertainment. This will be an experience that will just build more fuel to my fire of conviction in what is true. And so now it's yeah. like that whole thing I used to fear so much and be afraid of and, you know, hide because of. Now I just feel bring it on. I'm just going to keep owning my reality. I'm going to keep reaching out for support as and when I need it because I know that I am not uh, the doer of all things. It's not just because of me that anything happens. Even the fact that I wrote this book involved so many people and so many contributions. And we always have mm -hmm. to have that humility as we grow to know that we can't do everything ourselves, but we will in our sovereign spiritual state do whatever we can to take responsibility for the situation and then be able to impart a change in the situation. So I feel now when the tests are coming, it's actually a great opportunity to really stand strong in that spiritual warrior position and know as an empath also that this is the perfect experience from the universe to prepare me to help the next person. Because if I haven't experienced mm. attack, an attack like this, then I may not know how to help the next person with an attack like this, right? And then yeah. even if I can't share exactly what happened, I still have the experience. I can still convey what the learning is and the kind of yeah. conviction that only comes from your experience with it. Yeah. That's beautiful. I what I agree. There was so much to unpack there. And I think the the biggest part always you you kept repeating it was like analyze the truth. What is the truth? Don't take what someone says at face value because that's their narrative. That's their defense mechanism. That's their ego. It is could certainly be just an out blatant lie. And that their scheme is to confuse you. So I think in past, we always take everyone's word for the truth. But, you know, I've learned over the years myself as well is to look between the lines and do some research. And is that really true? No, let's think about that. If this was this and that was that, 
would they really say that? You know, like put yourself in, in their shoes. You know, would I really say that to someone if I was in the right mind? The answer is no. So therefore, they're coming out of a lower vibration, a negative state, jealousy, anger, yeah. defense, whatever it is, you know, it's not the truth just because you speak it. <laughs> exactly. Or speak it with conviction, right? And I think yeah. for empaths, it's really important for us to build up our conviction because we can be overblown otherwise. And I speak from personal experience yeah. by the conviction of other people in their own stories of delusions. So we got to really, you know, I have a whole chapter actually on sitting in silence as mm -hmm. a way to connect with yourself, to heal the emotions that come up from going through attacks and going through abuse and also reflecting in that void or really that womb of silence. I, I think of it as a womb, mm -hmm. like it's like a safe place to gestate to rebirth yourself through the words that we speak as a potent tool of transformation and creating the reality in the world we live in. So when we can sit in that silence, when we can ask ourselves, is this true? Or what emotions does this bring up by not having distractions of other people, sound, podcasts and things, then it's like, oh, I am just drawn to my emotions to see what naturally arises, what needs to be experienced, observed, and then let go. And then when I sit longer in that silence, then what kind of reflections come up and allowing ourselves the space to have those reflections and then really, you know, engaging with them, writing them, making them our reality, then we build our conviction in them. And then that conviction itself leads to the courage to then be able to express what is our truth. I feel that mm. so often with this whole empath narcissist dynamic, our voice gets suppressed. Our yeah. truth cannot even first of all be known because there is so much confusion, but then it can't for sure be expressed even if we do know it within. And there is so much need today more than probably ever before for empaths with wisdom and compassion to be out helping people but we can't do it unless we can speak and express the truth and the truth is that which sets us all free right so the more we yeah. connect with that the more we can express that the more we can then really use our gifts to be of service and this was a big journey for me even with publishing this book to free the power of my expression and I feel that mm -hmm. I really really got to practice chapter five a lot and expressing <laughs> myself with both sound and silence. sometimes yeah. silence is the best way to respond and just not doing anything is actually speaking a lot more than all the defensive kind of things that we try yeah. to say to protect ourselves and explain ourselves and you know it's, it's so, so much energy powerful. and mm -hmm. it's so much energy that goes into that right where we mm -hmm. could redirect that to actually speaking the truth and actually expressing great wisdom and moving our energy and our words into something that's higher, something that's going to uplift us, that's going to motivate us, that's going to fuel us to keep going on this journey. And then if it helps us, it's our obligation really to help other people, to share with other people, to be able to inspire other people. So I really yeah. feel that this has been a big transformation for me. I think you and so many of us, and even myself, I went from a very shy, didn't speak up, didn't say my truth. Now I'm shocking the world with my podcast and all of my my book. And I find it's ironic because you think, well, I have been stifled. I have been quiet. So why should I be more quiet? But what you're doing is you're <laughs> gathering your thoughts, right? You're not going to always be quiet, but to gather your thoughts, you have to be more quiet. And just the other day, I, I was confused about something. I walked down to, you know, my tree down at the lake near my house. And I just sat under it. And I said, okay, just let me know what I need to know. And I just sat there in silence. And I just waited for her to tell me. And it was, she never fails me. It's always some like very, something I have to think through. And she said, be natural. So I was looking up at her, like leaves falling down, just like so rooted and grounded and natural. 
I was like, okay, be natural. What does that mean? What are you telling me? And, you know, it just allowed me to process and really tap into my intuition of what I needed to do. And it was, it was just such a beautiful moment. It happens all the time. You know, all you have to do is just be quiet and listen and the answer will come. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point too, that our silence gives the space for our intuition to come and be available to us, to help us, to guide us, and to empower us to see the truth in the face of lies. Because I think yeah. when we go through the narcissism, there is there is so much confusion that gets created on so many levels that we do have to question it all. And we do have the guidance within us to do that, but we have to access it somehow. So I feel that giving ourselves regular time and space to be silent is such an incredible way to also regain and reclaim the power of our intuition, which is a subject of the sixth chapter of my book. Yeah. So I love how we're going in order from the heart it. chakra, loving yourself, and then expressing yourself, and then protecting and owning your reality and trusting your intuition, even after years of gaslighting and confusion. And I have to read two quotes from your book that's really going to tie all this together. On page 139, it says, Western psychologists reveal how there are typical three E's involved with narcissism, exploitation, entitlement, and empathy impairment. And then you list a whole bunch of actual telltale signs of narcissism, which is so beautiful because it's so needed today. So along with all of this beautiful spiritual, you have some real like roadmaps and then I loved the way you worded this on page 143, in fragrant boundaries, which are limits through which we can assert ourselves with strong actions that are guided by a pure heart and wishes for the highest and best for others. Uh, yes, through love, you know, like hold space in your heart, space for them rather than through hate. And you build, you build like rock foundation, fragrant boundaries versus like willy-nilly I'll hopefully I'll hold this boundary who knows one day until they love bomb you you know <laughs> totally totally and I just feel that for empaths we need that fragrance because that's mm -hmm. really what we stand for and sometimes we can get so triggered by these situations that we start getting aggressive back but that will never help us right or if, or if we're just getting angry within ourselves and don't do anything externally you know and you know we have to feel it like I did go through a lot of fire you know in this experience and it's it came out process yes. yeah I, I write about it in the later chapters how it was coming out through my skin and mm. so that fire needed to be released and it needed to be experienced but then ultimately resolution of the situation had to be the fire with the water of compassion, right? And mm. when we reach that point where we feel emotionally that, yes, this person is very childish, they don't know better. And I am grateful to know that by not engaging, by not allowing them to control me or do whatever it is they're trying to do, I am just committing to walking a higher path in my life. And I feel grateful for that. And when we feel grateful, we're in a positive emotional state. And we know that we've digested it. And we know that now we can also set those limits in a fragrant way that expresses that inherent compassion and empathy, which makes us empaths, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel that that's a good sign to know that you're getting to a point of resolution when you can recognize, oh, wow, such people I may keep meeting them, but when ones I've already met have been incredible teachers in the laboratory of my life. And that's why even for the book dedication, it's dedicated to all the great teachers who have pushed me to own my true power. And we can all start to see narcissists in that way, that these people mm -hmm. are not to be feared, they're to be understood. And when we really understand them, we can really understand that they are our greatest teachers and they are the ones who really push us to own the light and to protect the light so that it can continue to shine and lead the way for many others in darkness. Because everyone 
including people who may be narcissists right now, has the spark and potential of divinity within them. And everyone comes to spirituality and comes to knowing themselves and unlocking that power in their own timeline. I feel as an empath, that was a huge lesson I needed to learn was that it is not up to me. It is not okay for me to get so caught up in my compassion and empathy that I will try to kind of help someone grow before they're ready to grow. And I needed to recognize that I had that tendency to do that and to really let that go and really rein myself back from that whole codependent dance, which allows this pattern to go on and on. And a lot of times it's just us running away from ourselves. That was what it was for me, where it was just easy to give in to someone with more conviction in what they had to say than it was to face my own issues, right? And to look at my own abandonment issues and my own fears and my own, you know, wounds and to really go into that healing. And I feel that to be a healer, one needs to be a warrior because it's really hard and it is scary and it does take you to those dark places that probably all of us as human beings would rather not deal with and would probably like to avoid and, you know, search for pleasure and the good experiences instead. And then what do we get? More love bombing, more cycle continuing on. And so somewhere, somehow, we've got to just say that we understand what Lord Krishna has said in the Bhagavad Gita, that what is like nectar in the beginning becomes like poison in the end. And what Mm -hmm. is like poison in the beginning becomes like nectar in the end. When we Mm -hmm. dare to go on this journey, when we start reining in our senses, when we pull back from people who we felt we could never live without, what we get is a very poison-like experience initially. But we have to know that it's this very poison that's going to lead to the discovery of the nectar, which is actually within. And that anything we were searching for within that narcissist that we believe that that narcissist had in them is actually within us. It's actually within all beings, but we have to first find it within ourselves. And then we have to, we will just, we don't have to, we'll just end up inspiring people by our having connected with that nectar. We'll inspire other people to go find it for themselves, right? Because if we all redirected all these feelings, right? If narcissists who are having a lot of jealousy and rage redirected that, fire of the jealousy and rage into the work of discipline and taking the poison to convert it into nectar, then they too can be connecting with their own light, right? But it's just everyone has to do the work somehow, some way, and through mythological stories and illustrations and personal experiences and roadmaps, I felt that this is my way to offer that light of hope to all who are ready in their own time without me trying to say, hey, I think you should read my book. (laughs) Yeah, which is so thorough, by the way. I just loved how everything was you explained about each, um, you know, um, what would you call it? Each day or each um, archetype of, of goddess Durga. And then yeah, how it all represented and how it's applied and how you can take inventory of your life. And then you have all these beautiful uh, exercises and practices and, and rituals in there that is just very thorough. Um, so it's a beautiful book. And I think it will absolutely help and connect all of us to our divine inner goddess because we have both yin and yang, male and female in us, all of us and the inner warrior within us. Um, You had said, and I'm going to have to quote that when we're producing this show, but that we are looking for, or we believe the narcissist can provide us with what we're searching for. And they may sell us on that in the beginning, but what you're actually looking for is already within you. And it's like, stop running and chasing, blindfolded, like with a bat trying to hit a pinata, (laughs) And just like sit 
and look within and it's already right there. And that's, that is it. That's what I've been trying to really hit home run to everybody in their brains in the podcast lately is it's all within you. You just have to be quiet and you have to not care if they love you. You have to not care if you're alone because I love the other thing you wrote. I can't, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but I've heard it many times you wrote in the book, you know, being lonely and being alone are two totally different things because you can be lonely in relationship with somebody, AKA the narcissist. I know we've all felt lonely with the narcissist and you can be alone and be completely healthy and happy. And, you know, sometimes some women uh, and men, depending on how healthy they are, they are mentally, will outlast their partner who has passed because finally <laughs> they're alone <laughs> and they're healthy and happy and they live many more years all on their own in their best own company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel that that's the key to a healthy relationship too, is when you're mm-hmm. so happy alone, genuinely, that you feel if your company is the best company ever, then, you know, your standards, first of all, are going to be a lot higher for who gets to come into your life and have a place. And then we won't be rushing also to try to fill some imaginary void with another narcissist to come in and do their narcissistic thing. We'll be like, oh, actually, I am not just enough by myself, but truly happy by myself. And does this person coming in to my life add to my happiness reflect my happiness or do they take away from that and if we go slow if we take time for silence if we feel our feelings if we trust our intuition and our reality then we'll be able to assess those things and we'll be able to then make a lot better choices for all relationships that we allow in our lives it does definitely take the process of taking inventory and also learning what it means and what it feels like to be so independently happy that we can then be in relationships and also then find our voice to speak for ourselves and to protect ourselves and to have the kind of boundaries we need to have as empaths. I feel it's the only way to be able to do it is to really know that you are able to be happy yourself and that you've experienced it because when you've experienced that independent bliss and that independent fulfillment which only really can come from the spiritual path then you will naturally do what it takes in a relationship to ensure that you continue to draw from that and so no matter what the other person or children or whoever is close in your life is going through you won't be so affected by their energy and their ups and downs because you would have cultivated this incredible foundation. And that's what I feel this book really has given to me. And that's why I feel so grateful to be able to offer this to people who are ready, right? And who are seeking to find that independent bliss or or XYZ, whatever they were looking for, thought the narcissist had to offer in their own self. Yes. The power and the love and all the things that the narcissist exploits out of you. They have a talent to find that weakness and then get you to latch in and they promise you all of that. But you cannot, you can't receive that from someone outside. I 100% agree with you. The healthiest relationships are those who are the most confident and emotionally intelligent in their own independence. Coming together just makes that bond brighter, right? You each have your own light shining and then you come together and it makes it a big beam versus, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have a light. No, I don't know if I can do this or I'm ugly or I'm pretty or I can't make money or all these things that we have, all these insecurities, which are perfectly human, but finding somebody, even the narcissist, that's what they're trying to do too. Finding somebody to enable your bad habits so you can continue to be lazy and, you know, give you that security. The empath can't give the narcissist that and the narcissist can't give the empath the love and the cherishing and maybe like the band-aid over the childhood wound, you know? So those are my, those are my thoughts. Uh, This has just been such a beautiful conversation. I love talking around the concept and the idea that we all have this 
inner goddess and inner warrior in us. And I really appreciate you writing the book. It's just been so amazing. I know I'm going to read it again and again. So I can't wait for everyone else to grab it. Can you share with us where they can get your book? Sure. The book is now available wherever books are sold. And if you want to find a list of retailers, you can check out my website, theancientway.co, C-O, not .com, slash way of the goddess. And I have all those links available there. You can also just search for the book, The Way of the Goddess, on any bookstore page. Beautiful. Good. Amazing. We'll have that link in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. It's been so beautiful talking with you and sharing with you. And thank you so much for the wonderful work that you're doing to spread the light. It's it's so needed and so appreciated. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your time and your wisdom and your beautiful energy for being here. I appreciate you. I appreciate you as well. And remember, everybody, keep your unique light shining. Hey, empaths, no matter what age you are, you can have emotional freedom when you leave the narcissist. Though the road may be bumpy, you can liberate yourself from the narcissist's negative emotion cycle and create a positive life with this hidden truth they are not telling you. Learn the secret that thousands of others have that enables them to live in safety, have a place they belong, and know that they matter. This secret is how to leave the narcissist and stay out. You will gain the bliss of indifference and you won't care about the narcissist anymore. I decoded the solutions to be free. I reveal the hidden gems that empowered me to transform from the meek, timid people pleaser to a strong, powerful woman living a genuinely happy life, free from the narcissist's emotional undertow. I teach you how to do this as well in your own unique way in the workshop I created. I finally discovered this untapped secret. It's about damn time for you to love life, have fun, and be free to drop a towel on the floor every so often and leave it there. Here's why no one tells you this secret. You can get out and stay out with this work because it is personal journey. And the formula is unique to you. This workshop that I've created guides you to find your own pathway out. It shows you how to rewrite the story of your life in your brain. And this workshop helps you do just that. It works because when it comes to the story of your life, let no one else hold the pen. I'm just a guide for you on your path. This workshop features how to overcome hoovering techniques, and it will allow you to gain the resolve to stop caring about what they say. In this workshop, you'll learn how to overcome emotional manipulation, stop paying attention to their new relationships that they start and flaunt all over social media. You will learn how to gain freedom financially so you can pursue the goals that you couldn't before because they said it was stupid. You're going to learn how to find safe housing so you and your child can live in safety and peace again. And you'll learn how to overcome the narcissist threats because if the narcissist is taking up your mind, you have not found ultimate freedom yet. This workshop also includes a downloadable workbook because journaling and having a curriculum is key for you not to become complacent about your freedom. It also includes a one hour and 13 minute long audio lesson. So you will have the power to stop enabling their bad behavior and block receiving their abuse. It also includes a seven practical steps for getting out and staying out. This will enable you to stop justifying their behaviors and excusing their abuse. Journal exercises so you can master keeping your emotions detached and out of the narcissist cyclone of influence. Plus it includes bonus content valued at over $500. Claim your limited time offer at 20% off the workshop priced at $97 only. Now until November 11, 2022 at 11, 11 p.m.
so you can be free and win victory over the emotional war and leave the narcissist for good. Claim your offer at www.ravenscott.show forward slash shop. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to click the link in the show notes to grab your free gift to get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review. And you know, everything is spread through trust and by word of mouth. So if you feel like you have a friend or you come into contact with someone that is sharing with you some information that you feel this really could help, make sure that you share it. You can text it on over. You can share it to your stories on your socials. You can share it by word of mouth. You can share it by email. All the ways it is important to continue to spread this light and love out into the world to make sure we all have the tools to heal from our childhood wounds, from our trauma, so we can live our best and most evolved lives. And remember everyone, always keep your unique light shining. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist, is for you. How to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, and manipulation. With 20 plus healing resources, guided meditations and exercises with journal prompts for healing, including human design and astrology concepts, with a bonus, the four ways to set powerful boundaries workshop included inside, then you will definitely want to grab my book this season. As we approach the holiday season, I wish to support you with a free digital copy of my book. You can download it for free at ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll to the show notes and click over to grab your free digital PDF copy of my book today. And newsflash, you can listen to my book on Audible. I'm here to support you. And with over 10 years of experience, I empower you to rise up and stop the cycle of abuse. Get your free Unique Souls Blueprint Map, your human design chart at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. See you next episode. Madvi is helping people release emotional baggage, breaking negative patterns, and finding the root causes with the emotion and body code. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M-A-D-H-V-I dot C-A. I can personally attest that this is an amazing way to heal trauma out that you can't do with meditation and thought therapy and talk therapy and all the things. So reach out to her and get a free 30-minute consultation to see if this is something that can help you. Transform your childhood trauma into triumph during this free event. Unlock Michael and our special guest's exact blueprints to not just survive in a trauma-filled world, but to transform trauma into triumph in your life, career and relationships, family and secure your future. Save your free seat while you still can. Click the link in the show notes to join the free transformation week starting December 13th through 17th. Michael is calling this Unbroken Con. Join him for this free transformational event. And until then, my friend, be unbroken. Unbroken.